All right, mama, we are back. I'm so excited for our second episode with the Mannings from a crazy cool family. And if you haven't heard me talk about it yet, where have you been? I'm a little bit obsessed, (laughs) but uh, there was a whole other episode prior to this where I began interviewing them. And I just wanted to continue it into another episode because I just believe that they have so much value to offer all of us, myself included. And I didn't want any of us to miss, to miss a minute of it. And so my encouragement to you today, again, is to take notes, get a pen and paper, lean in, be ready to just change some of the ways that you've always thought about parenting. How can you, how can you see it differently? How can you be more equipped? All of us can be more equipped. And so I, I just hope that you will go in with a humble heart, ready and eager to grow. And it's not about shame. It's not about looking at what you've done wrong and feeling bad about yourself and bad about it. Literally, that's what the Mannings say that they're here for. They've done some things wrong and they've done some things well and they've learned from it all. And so we need to do the same and allow them to go before us to make us better parents. So lean in mama. This is some really good stuff. And then make sure I'm going to say it so many times to you, but go and check out their other resources and continue developing your parenting skills because we need this. The next generation needs this. It is essential. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Thank you for sharing all this. And you touched on another topic and there's so many topics I would love to go into into with you guys, but you touched on just the connectedness in your family. And I would love to know more about that. Like, I know you talk about how to help your kids like love being a part of the family, both in the parent-child relationship, as well as the side-to-side sibling relationship. Um, What does that look like? Even in terms of the same idea of like control versus coaching and like, you know, we want them to be love our family. And so it can be easy to be like, you have to love our family. I don't know what that would look like, but how do we not do that and actually allow them to love it in, in a way that they have freedom in that choice? Yeah. So one of the things that I think that we talk about when we talk about the relationships in the family is just um, appreciating the differences. And so a lot of the times the siblings won't get along or even spouses don't get along because there's such a difference. And so I know that we spent the first decade of our marriage even trying to change each other. Like I needed him to be more like me and he wanted me to be more systematic like him. And when we realized, wait a minute, it's actually better that we have our own unique, you know, gifts and talents and whatever that is to bring to the table, because now we've got two sets of gifts and talents. And so as we share that with our kids and they, you know, one of them might say, I can't, you know, like our oldest daughter and our next daughter, our oldest daughter was super serious and had preferences. And then our next daughter, she was fun, wanting to laugh and play. And so the oldest daughter thought the youngest daughter was um 
obnoxious, you know, and annoying and all that stuff. And it took us probably a decade to convince the older daughter that, no, she's actually a lot of fun. You should press in and have fun with her and enjoy her. And so some practical things that we did to make those connections happen, which I think everybody wants the practical. The lofty is beautiful, but the practical is what we can do is if, if like I had a couple, the two of my oldest son and my next son, they had a hard time getting along with each other. Like the oldest one wanted to wrestle and the next one didn't. So I found something that they liked that was common, which was Legos. And so we would go buy a Lego set and they would build that together. Or we would play, we our family plays basketball. So we would play basketball together. So we would find a common ground that everybody was interested in. And then we would invest in that. We would do that. Another thing that I was just going to say, another thing that we would do also, uh, you say, I forgot. (laughs) What I was thinking about is just that, you know, how do you make, I mean, sometimes parents think that they can't be friends with their children. And and there is a truth to that. You know, we do need to be a parent. But, you know, Jesus said in John, he said, uh, I've called you friends because, you know, I no longer call you servants. I've called you friends. And yet he was clearly an authority over his disciples. I mean, they, and so if you look at, and if you look at what Jesus did with the disciples, he took a bunch of misfits and turned them into game changers. And he took 11 guys that were just unschooled fishermen and he he changed the world with them. Why? Because he invested in them. I think there's a lot we can learn by just looking at how Jesus interacted with his disciples. He he never was, and th- these guys were teenagers. Jesus was 30. They were teenagers. I mean, so much was there that we can learn from in that he he challenged them. He invested them. He was there for them. He listened to them. He asked them questions. That, that's the way we win our kids' hearts, is we, we were there for them. We, we, you know, he walked with them every day. Uh, there's so much we can learn about, and, and he never forced them. He said, in fact, you know, if you remember, a lot of people questioned him, and 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 he just, and, and they, it says they walked away from him. And what Jesus said to the disciples, do you want to walk away too? He didn't say, oh my goodness, you got to stay here. You know, this is family. Let me guilt you into this, you know, all this stuff. He just said, hey, you can walk away if you want to. And I mean, and we don't want them to walk away, obviously, but we want to, we want them to choose God. We want them to choose family. We want them to choose sibling relationships. And I think if we give them the opportunity, sometimes we tell our parents, man, why don't you create a God that's worth following? You know, let, let's create a God in them. And let's create parents that are worth following. Let's create, you know, let's encourage them in the sibling relationships and show them why their siblings are amazing and why they should interact with them rather than try to force it. Oh, great. That- yeah, that's, that, that's what I was going to say, is to attend each other's events and be there for each other. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. And this, the being a friend with your kid is a slippery slope because a lot of parents are like, I'm not their friend and I'm not their friend and I'm not going to be their friend. And that's fine. Um, but when they're an adult, do you want their friendship? I mean, you the right. I mean, and so you want them to hang. You want them to come over. You want them to hang out with you. You want them to bring their children to your house because they're grandchildren and they're amazing. And so you want that. And so then I would question, when does the friendship start then? Mm-hmm. I mean, does it start on the other side of them being teenagers when you've already done all the damage along the way? And so when it comes to being a friend to your children, what we're talking about is extending that respect person to person. Like my mom used to call our kids, they're just little people. 
And so many times I think we look at that as no, I, that's a little person. That's a that's a, a being that I need to take care of and control and to be in charge of when in reality, it's just another little person that we get to know and we get to love and we get the honor to get to help them. And of course, we want to have a friendship relationship with them, along with a parenting relationship with them, along with a mentor relationship with them, along with a discipling relationship with them. And so friendship is one of the relationships. And I mean, if you have a friend that's running all over you, like a two-year-old, we say all the time, you know, I will not be, I will not be, um, Something with terrorists. I think of my words. Yeah, I will not give in to terrorists. I will not give in to terrorists. You know, and that's what we think all the time when the two-year-old's like laid out throwing a fit because she has to have her yogurt or whatever it is. It's like I will not give in to terrorists. I will not give in to terrorists. (laughs) I love that. But I think this parenting is so much of spectrums. And like for example, when you know parents, when your kids are younger there is more control happening. You are going from parent control to self-control. You know, that ultimately we want, from, and that's in our discipline course, we talk about that going from parent control. When they're 18 and leaving the home, you want them to have self-control. They don't understand the things of you are their God when they are young, but gradually you want to transfer to where God is their God. We don't want to be their God when they're 18 years old. So we're not necessarily great. Uh, true friends with them when they're two, but over time, as they get to 15, 16, 17, 20, we are going to become more of friends with them and more of a coach and less of a, you know, less of the, the, um, the control person. And so, I mean, I think if we can look at it like that and, and, but yet it doesn't, it means that we're, we're, we're trying out things when they're younger, but, but it becomes more full as they get older. And then, that's where they can really blossom when they get to be teenagers because we've done the right things when they're younger to to build that trust and confidence in the relationship. Yeah, that's I love that idea of moving them from parent control to self-control. That makes so much sense of that just seeing it on that spectrum of learning those steps along the way. And then you even apply that into like the, the four-year-old. There, that's where they step into. They put their toy, they put their clothes in the clothes hamper. Okay, that's self control. They, you say, go to clean your room, and you, they know what to do, and they do those things. Well, you know, eventually that will be, you know, like for example, um, you know, we have a a, a, a boy, a, a boy, a guy, a son about to be a junior in high school. Okay, we don't ever look at his grades much. Why? Because he knows what to do. He's making good grades. It's not something that we are on him all the time. Did you study for this test? Did you do? He's responsible. He knows it because he's been trained to do that. So now it makes parenting him so much easier because we don't have to do anything. He does it all. Wow. I well, love hearing those stories of knowing what's possible. Like, <laughs> okay. I'm going to follow well, everything you did. Yeah. I mean, even like with just to tag onto the grade things, which will apply to anything. If you care more about it than they do, then they don't have to care about it. Wow. If I'm caring a lot about their grades, which I have no control over, I can't do anything to make that grade. I've actually been through high school before, so I've got my education in that level. So therefore, I don't need to focus on it. But if I'm focusing and I'm bugging him about it, um, then he doesn't have to care as much because he's got somebody caring. And so then that goes all the way, you know, to everything, you know, with, with them trying hard or anything else like that. And so I do think as, as parents and as mamas, I think that we just have to 
let it go. And once again, let them fail, let them succeed, be happy when they succeed, ask if they need help when they fail. Yeah, Don't you be know, proud of them. I'll give you a quick story on that child, actually. Um, he was playing football and as a freshman. And um, we were doing some training for him, and I was concerned that he wasn't taking the training seriously, and work, and I wanted him to learn how to work hard. Okay, so the value is I want him to learn how to work hard. If we're going to play football, then I want him to make sure he does his best at it, right? That's a good value. So I could have a choice. I could say every time, hey, I'm going to be on you to work out every day. I'm going to you know, make sure you do it or whatever. Instead, what I did was we were going to a training class and I had the check that I was going to give to the trainer. And it was a large check because I was paying him in advance, like for a whole season. And I took out that check and I just said, hey, I want you to open up that check, open up this envelope. And he did. And it was a lot. He said, wow, that's a lot of money. And I said, here's what I believe in you. And I'm writing that check because I believe in you and I believe in who you are. And I, I want to invest in you and you're important. Now, in my opinion, if we're going to do this, you can't just go to the trainer. You need to also do these workouts on your own and you need to take what he's saying to you and you need to get out in our backyard and you need to do these things and get in our weight room and do these things. And I said, guess what? I'm not going to be on you to do those things. I, I need you to develop that yourself. And if you choose not to work at it, maybe we need to rethink whether football right. is our option and whether we're going to go forward with it. But if we're going to do football, I want to invest in you. And then I think you should learn how to work hard. Well, it took a couple of months. But if you look today, he's a very hard worker at his football. He the, it it Something clicked. Mm -hmm. And now he does those workouts on his own. Wow. And uh, and so that's our goal, you know, and, and what we're talking about, that's how you get away from control and com command and control to investing. The standards don't change. I still want my child to work hard and and I still want them to do their best and I still want them to be a great example for others. It's a matter of how we get there. That's great. Yeah, those examples are so helpful. Like I want a little football player to say that too. Like, that's so good. <laughs> uh, my last question for you, and I know I'm sure we can only skim the surface of this because there's so much to it, but just on the same vein of control versus coaching, how does this look with teaching them about God and helping them grow in their relationship with Jesus? Yeah, we were just did a seminar. We just did a, a parent workshop for our church. And we're talking about how in Luke 240, it talked about how, uh, Jesus was filled with wisdom. That was up to the time he was 12. And then it said in uh, verse 52 that he grew in wisdom. Okay, so I think that I think there's a great um, uh, Bible lesson in there for putting Bible in our kids and that up to 12, we fill our kids with wisdom. We are putting the wisdom in there and we uh, you know we we read them the bible stories at night yeah. and we we do the things and then a lot of it was just you know deuteronomy 6 says that we just talk about it along the way when they lie down and when they rise up we have we, in our house we do a lot of god conversations you know where we just talk about the scripture we're reading and we talk about the sermon we just saw we introduce the way God's interacting in our lives. I would come home and say, wow, I've got a great big deal we're working on. Would you guys pray with me about it? Or, man, I've got this situation at work. I'd like for you to pray with me on it because I don't mean I'm really struggling with my frustrations with them or whatever. 
And then I think as they get older, you start to, they need to grow in wisdom. They need to actually start to experience God on their own. And and now the conversations become more two-way. A lot of times with a seven-year-old, you're not going to get a lot of conversations about their faith life. You know, but 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 with a 13-year-old, they're starting to ask questions. They're starting to do things. And so I think that, you know, putting God into conversations, just putting it along the way, uh, making it a normal part of your life is the way you, is, is one of the best ways to instill God into your kids at all ages. We teach a concept with like a balance. You know, you've got that balance that you've got one side and you've got the other side that's got a line and, you know, it's got two little, I don't even know what those scales. are, scales, like a scale. And so you've got the world on one side coming at our kids 24-7 with their agenda. Their agenda is to kill, steal, and destroy their self-esteem, their morals, their values, everything. And so, and it's coming through social media, entertainment. I mean, it's shocking what our children are exposed to at the very young age. Their innocence is being robbed at a very high level. Um, And so that's what we're having to deal with moms. And so you've got that on one side of the scale. And so our responsibility as moms and dads is to balance that with what we would call spiritual experiences. And so we need to, we need to balance that with listening to worship music, um, going to making sure that we're a part of a body of believers in a community at a church that we've got the, that Bible stories are getting put into them just as much as any other stories are being put into them. The Bible verses that they're, you know, having fun with those, singing those, memorizing those as little kids. They're having, like Don said, the God conversations. We've got to balance that. If there's a church camp or a va- vacation Bible school, anything else like that, where they've got an opportunity to talk about God, see God, experience God things, that's our job. I mean, that's our role as parents. That I would say it's the most important job. God has entrusted these little warriors for his kingdom to us to fight the battle here on earth, um, to win souls for the kingdom. And so it's our God to, I mean, it's our job to make sure that they're filled up with God things, if you will, to balance, counterbalance what's happening in the world. Yeah. So that's all so, so great and helpful. My question on that, as I'm soaking in all of that and taking notes is, can you overdo it? Cause I tend to overdo everything. So like, what does that look Absolutely. like? Yeah. You yeah. can make, you know, I think that so often, you know, my funny story on that is I was a really intense and I wanted to do family Bible studies like at 7 a.m., you know, and for some reason, the mom uh, would not wake the toddler up at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm so angry about it, you know, and I, and no one is, you know, my, my the eight year old daughter is not responding and being a little, you know, a little turd over there. And I'm going, OK. This is, you know, not working and, and, you know, and nobody's following me and I'm a failure and all these things that come up because of that. You know, we just we we adjusted the methodology. And so I think, yes, I mean, but, you know, like, for example, um, and, and you just find what works. Um, we would um, sometimes we would memorize scripture to music, you know, psalms that my kids, you know, Suzanne put verses there's a verse sitting here in our you know two verses sitting right here in our study here you know just the scripture you on know. the door frames do that on me yeah so i mean I, I think it's but yes i think that um you can definitely overdo it and and i think it's really a lot when 
um, it's forced or it's a lot of based on rules. Like a lot of times, like their eyes glaze over when you're talking, well, and, you know, oh, this is too know, much. Parents will use scripture and reprimands and things yeah, like that, you know? Yeah. And um, so I think that there's definitely ways, but I, what I love to tell parents is it, it really is along the way that if you, if parents, your example is more important than your instruction. You know, that who you are is more important than what you tell them to do. And yeah. so how are you incorporating? Where is God working in your life? Share that with them, um, you know, and read with them what you're reading. You know, like our church, for example, has a reading plan. A lot of families are just reading a chapter of the scripture every day because that's what the parents are reading. So therefore, they talk about it with the kids, stuff like that. I think those are some great ideas. Well, and then, I mean, I think that where we um, we. One, if you will, we hit the nail on the head was that we backed away from the information of God, the the, the Bible study, family Bible study. And we just started um, presenting our children with the relationship with Jesus, that Jesus is I mean, he's our he's our brother. We are all adopted sons because of Jesus. He's paved the way. And so we became I mean, my, Molly in our book, Crazy Cool Family, she says, Jesus was just part of our family. He was just who he was just part of us. He was just another one of us. And that yeah, the Holy Spirit wasn't some weird guy, you yeah. know. <laughs> and so I what I would do just to incorporate it in the daily, you know, if any kind of weather. Oh, my goodness. You guys come out here. Look, it's raining. Thank you, God, for the rain. The rain is beautiful. Or if we got a, um, a good sale because, you know, to close seven children was impossible. And so we'd get a good sale at Old Navy. We'd get in the car and we'd go, thank you, God, for all of our good deals. You know, it's so amazing. You're such a blessing. You're such a, you know, a Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides you, you know, and just to, and so we would just live life, but along each, as we're living life, a sentence or two would be woven in about God and his provision and his goodness and his greatness and Jesus and his, you know, salvation and his brother. So it wasn't so much a lecture as it was a sentence here and there. Does that help? That's very helpful. I'm yeah, my mind is swimming in ideas and I want to dive more into all of your resources. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys go because I could ask you a hundred more questions and you would never go anywhere for a while, but, um, I know all those resources are out there, so I know I'm going to yes. dig into them. Can you tell everyone just where to find you a little bit about base camp, yeah. just all this stuff? Well, and, you know, kind of summarize, I think that um, like we were talking about even pre-podcast here, a lot of parents don't realize I need to have a vision for my family. Yeah, I need God, and really that God has a vision for our family, just like God has a vision for our lives. He has a vision for our families. And so a lot of people will, we have a great podcast. We're running our fifth year. A lot of people gravitate towards that because I think it's, it is good. It's very topical, right? kind of like we've done, bounces around a lot. But really what I'd love for people to do, what we would no doubt love for people to do, is go to our Basecamp free membership site. And um, it is, we've got some core courses in there. And um, and so if, if, and really it's designed to have a vision for family does not happen in days and weeks. It happens in months and years. You develop vision over time as you as you talk about it along. It's kind of like getting your kids not to say shut up. It just doesn't happen overnight. And so what we invite our these parents to do is together, especially if you're married together, to process these. They're little short videos. There's 10 different courses and there's maybe four or five videos with each course. So it's a lot of content, but it's um, but you just listen to it a little bit at a time. One one session at a time, one video at a time, and you start to 
It's like it shows you what to put in the vision and what to leave out. And if they want to, when they go into base camp, there's a deal called base camp trails, which knocks it down to like 24 different sessions, a three, eight session deals. And so that's the probably the best way because it, it's just designed to just drip it in over time so that it, it literally instills all those things you think about. So many of them go in and then go out. You know, and then you don't remember them. Well, this allows you to just do it over time. So at the end of the day, you're like, oh, wow, we have a new and improved vision for our family. We have new and improved ways to parent. And so that would be the recommendation. We also have a book out there. If they can buy that on Amazon, just go to Crazy Cool Family Book and type that into Amazon and you can get it on Kindle or print version. How do they get to Basecamp? Basecamp. Uh, Yeah, so it's basecamp.crazycoolfamily.com. Yeah. Or they can go to our website at crazycoolfamily.com and hit the base camp option. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. I know all of you mamas listening, you've heard today just how much Don and Suzanne have so many practicals as well as the big picture. And it just resets our mindsets and gives direction on how to go and where to think. And I, let me tell you that the base camp is one of the greatest resources I have ever found the greatest parenting resource I have found. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It is, it blows my mind that it is available to all of us. So thank you guys again, just for your work for the kingdom and literally changing the fabric of the world uh, with what you're doing. And I could not be more grateful and so honored to have you on this podcast. So thank you. Thank you for having us. You're doing a great work as well with all these mamas. They, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, what, let us leave it with this, that um, the moms of, of young children are just it's just a it's a calling it is the hardest job out there period or exclamation point times a hundred it is very hard and you're you are doing hard things and hard things are good for us but do know that you need help you need encouragement so listen to the podcasts you know go find have conversations with friends be encouraged that's what base camp does it's just dripping encouragement into you that you're doing it you're doing it this is great and here's something to help you you know here's a little And and just remember that when you feel like you're out of your league or whatever, then God, one of the things we tell parents a lot is God handpicked you for this job. Yes. That literally he sat up there and he said, okay, here's Brittany. And here's the kids that Brittany needs to have. Yeah. We're going to, okay, here's a four-year-old. Here's a two-year-old. Here's a one, is it a one-year-old too. Isn't that Seven right? months. Yeah. So, so close. He said, and, and God's giving you the perfect children for you. He didn't, yeah. it's not like he looked up there one day and went, oh gosh, I messed oh, up. I messed up. Oh, combination. Yeah, we didn't do that right. He didn't do that. Although right. I thought that with my yeah. daughter, just a little bit. <laughs> but you can rest assured that God's in charge. He's picked you. He loves you. And he's got every resource. And he's equipped you. you. Yeah. Yes, that's Absolutely. right. Yeah. With so the Holy go Spirit. in confidence that the Lord is with you and that you are doing a mighty work. And really just the best work because it went, you know, we all know that the kids get changed a lot in that first six years. So that a lot of their development happens. So, so worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So good. I know uh, my heart feels encouraged. So thank you for speaking that into me and into everyone. So, so appreciate you beyond what I can even say. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, mama, I told you, I told you, right? It was that good. I hope you were just as blessed as I was. I truly did take a lot of notes and I I genuinely want to go listen to it again. And I want to go and devour the rest of their content. I'm sure you'll be hearing more from me about other things I'm learning from them in, in episodes that are coming up because I just think 
this is what we need. And I, if I can point you in this direction, I'm going to do everything I can to do it because I can't, I can't say how important this is. I can't say it enough. I hope that you are changed and that you're excited about the possibilities as you just equip yourself a little bit more in parenting. And I'm going to be right there with you. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for this gift of parenting that you've trusted us with these kids, God, that we get to steward their lives, that we get to help them discover their gifts, that we get to help them learn about who you are. What an incredible privilege, God. And I know none of us take it lightly, God, uh, even when we feel like we're failing, God, it's because we, we know the weight of this. And God, I pray you would remind us of that, but, but in a way that there's hope, God, and the way we're reminded that we were called specifically to do this, God. And I just pray that you would equip each one of us to do exactly the task that you called us to, God, that you would help us point kids to love you and to help them learn to have their hearts just focused on you and chasing after you, God. And we just um, thank you for the blessing of this resource, God. We, we thank you for the Mannings and what you're doing through them, God. And I just pray that every mama that's listening that knows she needs some equipping in her parenting, God, I pray that you would just give her the courage help her to carve out the time and, and make base camp happen so that she can go forward as a more confident parent, God, um, and that her husband would be on board and their whole house and even family tree would be changed because of these resources. God, you're so good. Thank you for weaving all of our stories together and creating this beautiful picture, God. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.